Blog Talk Radio. Animal. Recruiting Animal here again on June 29, 2016. And you know, July 4th is coming up. For our international audience, that's, uh, what do you call it, Independence Day or something like that in the United States. It's coming up this weekend, so I want to teach you guys something about being an American. Because I was reading the tweets this past week from the Job Board Summit, in Chicago, and I saw people referring to a speaker there who has a Ph.D., and everybody was calling him Dr. Steve Carter. Not Steve Carter. That wasn't good enough. They had to call him Dr. Steve Carter. So I tweeted this. I said, why is everyone calling him Dr. Steve Carter? He's not calling you job board owner Jones. He's not calling you by your title. I meant why do we have to acknowledge that the guy has an education every time you mention his name. You know, and after that, I didn't think about it again. It was just a tweet. But then that night, a few hours later, Facebook sent me a notification that my good friend, Rayanne, Rayanne, and Dwayne Lay Potato Chips, they were making a big to-do about that tweet on Facebook. Rayanne said she was so disappointed that I was involved in this ass-hattery, ass-hattery, right? And the first thing that came to mind for me then was William Penn. You know who William Penn was? He was the founder of Pennsylvania. And uh, you know what he's famous for? He wouldn't take his hat off for the king, for the king of England. Does that mean he was an ass-hat, Rayanne? Or does it mean that you have an attitude problem, eh? Because you know what? The great thing about being an American is that you don't have to bow down to any king. And you don't have to have some ordinary guy lord it over you by making you mention his education every time you say his name. And you don't have to kiss anybody's ring. And you know why? Because Americans believe in equality. They don't have an aristocracy. Now, I'm going to admit that lots of people just love titles. You know, look at all those so-called rebels from the 1960s. Now they're Sir Paul and Sir Mick, and they're playing at the White House and giving themselves awards at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I want you to remember this. You don't have to call anyone by a title in the USI, USI, USA, and not here in Canada either, and not on Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Show! Frankfurt, 
And uh, she was, she was, it looks to me like she was on top recruiter. And her name is Stephanie Stanislavski. So there's some kind of Polish connection there as well. Hmm. Stephanie Stanislavski, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Animal. I'm here. Oh, well, don't wait to say it. When I say, are you there? Yes, sir, I am here. Okay? You don't have to call me Dr. <laughs> Animal here. either. Yeah. Oh, you can if you Okay. Now, Stephanie likes the Beatles, and we're going to sing a Beatles song, right? Yes, right. Is there a delay? I know you're in Germany. Is there a delay? I can't stand it when, you know, I say something and then two seconds go by before you answer. Is there a delay? I don't think so. I can hear you perfectly I do. well. I do. I do. Okay. okay. But you know what? Then, then you're going to lead the song. Is anybody else we're going to sing, I've Just Seen a Face by the Beatles, okay. by Paul McCartney. Anybody else on the show want to sing that? It's a, it's a well-known song. Easy. Never heard Anybody? Of it. God, I don't believe you. I don't believe you for a second. Anybody? I've just seen a face. So chances are it might be the one Beatles song that I'm not sick of. (laughs) Okay, Stephanie, you lead off and I'll join you. I'll join you so I can keep up with your delay, okay? Okay, wonderful. Let's do it. Okay, let's go. Go ahead. So... You go, you go ahead. Face, I can forget the time or place, the time or place where we just met. She's just a girl <laughs> for me. And that. I want all the world to see mm-hmm. we met. Oh, oh, come on. Had it been another day, I might have looked the other way. And I had never been aware. But as it is, I'll dream of her tonight. You know what? Uh, uh, we're totally out of sync. It, it's not working. Never works. There is okay. I'm, I'm thinking of giving up. Sing in sync over this phone system, dude. Been telling you that for the yeah, well, years. Yes. It is impossible. Okay. But you know <laughs> what? Sorry. I have to tell sorry, you something. Animal. We gave it a try. I have to tell you. Uh, when, I, when I saw, I want to say something here. When I saw that picture, the top recruiter took of stephanie i just saw a face and that's a that's a great photo and you know and i but i had to start wondering you know with the windswept hair and that gray jacket the good looking clothes i thought wow okay then i wondered is that sexist to glam yourself up and draw attention to your good looks as a woman rather than dressing in a nondescript way that doesn't attract attention because i'm going to go through the rest of the day thinking of that picture okay Hmm. go ahead Animal, okay. just just okay. just a man's point of view. Sometimes you just can't turn it off, dude. I'm I myself am guilty. It's just, you just okay. Can't. Maybe there, are you giving her an answer? I don't well, think so. Well, I, well, think I don't know. I would assume that's yeah. I would assume that's her answer. I, I mean, I got out of the shower, so let's make sure it has that image. Go ahead and continue. You know, Jim, if you would only you know tell me you're going to call in, I would send you a link to a, a line where we could hear you. It just sounds like someone's mumbling in the background, kind of like a male uh, Maureen. Okay? So, uh, <laughs> Stephanie, you know, just can we move back? Yes. Can you answer my question so we can go ahead? Yes. Um, I, I, I don't think it's sexist. No. Why not? I think if you – because if you like to dress up nicely and you have a nice face, then I guess the interpretation depends on and, and everyone, right? I mean, people in Japan believe that Taylor Swift is ugly, so maybe someone else believes I'm ugly. I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah, everybody believes you're ugly. It's, 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 it's a subjective thing. It's only the okay. U.S. And, and parts of Canada that are caught up with the whole – Sexism, not sexist thing. We we've just gone too far with it. Women should be allowed yeah. to be beautiful. It's okay. Okay, okay. She's as pretty okay. as a stewardess in the 1970s. That's my compliment for you today. Okay, uh, now Stephanie. Well, <laughs> Stephanie is the head of talent and digital transformation, and also the leader of the global and digital recruitment executive program at a company. Should I say your company name? Yes, of course. Cantalon, is that right? Cantalon? It's Catanon. Catanon. Yeah, Catanon. C-A-T-N-O-N. Catanon. Oh, okay. I read it wrong. Okay. I thought it was like cantaloupe. Catanon. Okay. And then they work around the world. Now, you're pretty young. You've only been out of school for six years. She is an industrial engineer, everybody. 
and she's been out of school for yep. six years, and she's got these, this title in a global recruiting firm called Head of Talent and Digital Transformation. How did you get such big titles in such a short time? Well, I believe I do things differently. I would say when it comes to recruitment, um, animal, and it's not because I'm a genius. Um, it's basically because here in Europe, uh, at least in Germany and Spain, the two countries where I work, the recruitment industry is really behind in many ways. Um, so, for example, companies here still rely on job, job boards and LinkedIn only to find their candidates. Um, they really don't use other social media. They've never heard of employer brands before. So in a certain way, I'm doing things the American way. Um, I really believe that you guys over there in the U.S., you definitely are a benchmark when it comes to recruitment. So I'm I'm really building my web presence. I'm really encouraging others to do so. And and I think with all these new ideas, um, I'm ahead of my competition over here. Is that not imperialistic? You're spreading the American way around the world? I'm not American, by the way. Maybe. Canadian. Okay. We're the three amigos, well, Mexico, uh, United States, and Canada in that uh, free trade agreement. Yeah, it was, They're meeting yeah, this weekend. Okay. Okay. But let me ask you another question. You're in charge of this global and digital recruitment executive program, and I looked at your faculty. Yeah. They're all old geezers. Yeah. Okay. If you are a young woman, Okay, and you're in charge of this. Is, why, why bring in all, the, all these old people? I mean, also, we're going to get to it. You're a big promoter of Gen Y, okay? And here, everybody, yeah. oh, 20 years of experience, 30 years of experience, 40 years of experience. What's going on? Yes, because at the end, it's also all about experience, right? And the people that we're bringing over to the program, um, they're, all, they're also beyond, you know, 40 or something, and it's more difficult to to convince them to believe in someone young than it is to to believe in someone who's probably their age or older. Really? So, um, remember, you could call yeah, Jeff Altman Zadie. Half of these people must be grandparents. And if you know what, you're talking about grandparents, how come Maureen Sherb isn't in there, okay? Phone sourcing. I know. Should add her to your list. She should be for sure. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, You know what? I just want to mention, though, that one of your experts in your program who provides, according to your profiles, strategic guidance, coaching, and advice on social media strategy, this social media expert blocked me, and he blocked Jerry on every social media platform. And you know why? Because Jerry disagreed with him on my Facebook group. I was just on the sidelines trying to mediate the differences, and the guy goes and blocks everybody. That's I, was so blo- I was blocked. I was blocked? That makes yeah. Sense. No way. He blocked me. No way. He blocked me. Well, don't say that he blocked me. I've, I've never been blocked by anybody. Well, go ahead and see if Zach Brown, if you can connect to Zach Brown. Go and see if you can connect to Zach Brown on Facebook or on Headhunter Zach uh, on, on Twitter. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. The guy loved me on Monday. On Monday he loved mm-hmm. me because I covered his, uh, his video appearance with uh, Katrina Collier, right? But on Jay. Friday, he blocked me. Is that crazy? That's not a social Zach media. Brown Sorry. Zach Brown banned 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 Okay, I'll look, uh, your LinkedIn summary. Okay, this is a standard part of the show. Sorry, I know we're moving slowly. Who wrote that LinkedIn summary for you? I did. Why? Because why is it in the third person then? Why is it in the third person? Why do you refer to yourself as she? That is terrible. It's not personal. <laughs> Everybody knows you wrote it, but you're talking about yourself like you're somebody else. It's crazy. Don't do that. And where did you get this Twitter name? Tell everybody your Twitter name. Yeah, tell everybody your Twitter name and see if they can spell it. But it's my name. No, it isn't. Your name is Stephanie Stanislavski. Tell everybody your Twitter name. I dare you. It stinks. Go ahead. S.S. Sammy 8. <laughs> Does anybody? Nice. Hey, can anybody tell it back to us? Can anybody spell it back to me? No. Hey, her Twitter I, name. Hold it, hold it. I'm on her Twitter 
thing and her About Me page, oh, and neither yeah. of those two send me to your LinkedIn profile. And I thought that's supposed to be everybody's yeah, home the, base. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I got to find your LinkedIn profile. I, I had How do we have to dig for a social media expert's LinkedIn page? Yeah, it's true. Sorry. You probably don't have profit because if you did, that will connect. Oh, oh, come on. You don't force somebody. <laughs> Sorry, you knew what you were getting into when you signed on to this show. And this is, you know what, just be a little humble. We're going to help you, okay? okay. We're uh, in okay. America. I'm writing we're going to help everything. you guys. I'm writing down okay? You, I'm going to teach everybody something. If you want to have a Twitter name, you should be able to tell somebody at a party on Saturday night what your Twitter name is, and tomorrow morning they remember it because it's easy, okay? They, there's no underscores. There's no uh, fancy stuff for them to remember. Okay, let's move on. Your company is global. How is it structured? That you, you know, do you recruit for San Francisco out of Germany? What's the story? Yeah, so basically we do global recruitment, and um, our main focus here is to target skill shortages using global mobility. So that's that's basically why we're here. Um, cool. and, um, uh, uh, okay, if there's a job yeah. in, in Indiana where Jerry's living in Fort Wayne, Indiana, or even God, in Indianapolis, in, in Indianapolis, will you guys take a job for uh, in Minnesota? Yes, definitely. So, I mean, basically what I've seen and we've all seen is that frequently, more and more frequently, the best candidates aren't necessarily where the client is. They can be both anywhere in the world. I'm not even calling, you know, Indiana and New York, but it's really like France and Singapore. And um, the same thing with the account manager and the consultant. Well, that's the names that we use. Um, so I believe that we right now need to use like cloud-based platforms and tracking systems to allow all parties involved to work together in the recruitment process. Okay, here's what I understood. Here's what I understood you to say. Be saying there, okay, is that you can place people anywhere in the world because they don't have to work on site. Is that what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is that um, locally, most of the markets are not able to satisfy their um, their their people demand, their talent supply. So they need to bring people from other countries, right, from everywhere in the world to to supply themselves. Uh, in terms of talent and in terms of people. Do you have any examples you know, for basically, us? The, yes, basically what's ahead. happening now in Germany. Germany, yeah. well, yeah. it's basically what I can see every day. Uh, right yeah. now, uh, we're already sh- uh, we're already uh, short in terms of labor supply, um, labor supply, and by 2030, it will reach approximately um, a shortage of about 10 million people. Okay, what well, didn't Germany just, just get about 10 million, million, in there 10 million people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> what did what, what? you say, Jerry? Jerry, I missed your question. I said, what didn't you Germany just get about 10 million people? Yeah, only a million. A million. Oh, only a million. People. Put them to work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Does anybody want to comment? Well, There's a lot of people on the line. There was a lot of people on the line. I have no expertise in this area. Does anybody want to comment on this stuff? Hang up. Okay. Uh, nobody. Okay. So do you want to give us an example, Stephanie, of placing somebody, uh, you know, in, in Minnesota or uh, Georgia or, I don't know, Idaho, uh, who doesn't actually live there? Yes. Yes, of course. So go, first go of ahead. all, um, what, what we have, first of all, what we have is a Facebook-like platform. I think that's the first thing. Um because that's the only way where actually clients get to see on a daily basis what the consultant is working on. Um, so they can they have access to their to their process and they can see from a daily you know daily day to day which kind of candidates we're recruiting, what which kind of questions we're asking. So it's all about you know real time information and transparency for everyone. Now that and, is interesting. And then yeah, that is interesting. It's, really it's unique. Cool. Yes, it's true. Ask yeah. some questions. I, go ahead. Anybody want? I have questions about that. You go ahead first, Jerry. So, so once you sign up a new customer, you give them like a yeah. an access thing, and they can connect with the recruiter that's on the assignment, or or no, do they just go like look every, at whatever you're every, working on? Every search, every search has its own web page. Am I right? Exactly. 
Exactly. So let's say we're talking with Adidas, right? Adidas here in Germany. And right now uh-huh. they have a huge amount of, uh, of vacancies. And they cannot, they cannot fill those vacancies with the amount of people in Germany or with the profiles right now available in Germany. So there they told Catanon, okay, you can bring people from all over the world. Um, we're just looking for people that are able to work in Europe. Okay, so basically Europeans that are all over the world. Okay, great. So now we, um, as consultants, are able to, you know, source that people all over the world and present those candidates with this platform to Adidas on a daily basis. So they're able to log in to their own URL. Okay, so it's like Catanon slash Adidas. They're going to see each and every one of their open processes. They click on their open processes, and they get to see, like, in Facebook, Who's get, who's, you know, who are we looking for? What kind of tests have they already gone through? Um, we also film them in video so they get to see them before they actually interview them. So everything is, like, very, very technological, and that really reduces a lot of time. Yeah, that's cool. That makes everything very efficient. It, okay, so when a, recruiter, yeah. when a recruiter gets a candidate yeah. uh, and posts mm-hmm. a link to the profile or the resume on this uh, search page, uh, is there an mm-hmm. automated email that goes out to a recruiter at Adidas or a hiring manager at Adidas and say, hey, there's something, it's like a not- Facebook notification that says there's something here, someone yeah. mentioned your name or, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that is true. So the, the client decides how many of these notifi- notifications they want to receive or, you know, what's the frequency. Sometimes, uh, most of the time we do it on a weekly basis. Um, so every Friday, for example, we send them an update. Like in your, I don't know, in your talent acquisition manager role, we have 10 profiles. Um, I don't know, five are in, you know, the resume stage. The three are already in um, the TFI and so on. So that's the name of our uh, methodology. And by the end of the work- week, they already know everything that is happening. And what kind of jobs are you working on? A uh, wide range? Yeah, we we work with every single industry. We we don't have a niche, and um, we with every single one of our industries, we work with every single kind of uh, of role. So it's, uh-huh. it's and very, where are very challenging. Are they all in Frankfurt? Is everybody in no, Frankfurt? No, they're everywhere in the world. They're everywhere in the world. It's mm-hmm. a very very unique company. Uh huh. Okay. Anybody else want to ask a question? No. Okay, I'm surprised. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. Jerry, anything else? Now, let's just go to the, this Gen Y stuff. I read your articles on Gen Y. I've got to tell you, coming on this, this show after writing stuff like that, it's like waving a red flag in front of a bull, okay? <laughs> Everybody yeah, on this show, as far as I – we think everything anyone says about Gen Y being special – is total nonsense, okay? But here's what you you say. Gen Y and Gen Z were born in a different world where technology has shaped different values, communication skills, and a general life overview. Only managers who understand these differences will triumph in attracting the best talent. Oh, come on. You know why you said that? Because you're only like 26 or 28 years old, and you don't know anything about people older than you, okay? Everybody here is older than you, and we've all been involved in social media and digital communications for a long time, since the 1990s, okay? So where do you come off saying something like that? But not everyone that I work with, trust me, there's really, most of the people that I work with are clueless when it comes to social media. I mean, Give me, tell me a story. Tell me a story. First, talk a little louder so I can hear you. Then tell me a story, okay? Okay, okay. so, I mean, basically what I do right now in Catanon is... You know what? Stop saying basically. Digital... That's an animal bad word, okay? I didn't want to say it to okay. me. It's a bad word. Okay, so Go no... ahead. <laughs> what I'm doing right now in Catanon is bringing this digital transformation, right? So I'm trying to make everyone understand about social media and uh, content generation and uh, really placing ourselves ahead of everyone with um, knowledge. And most people don't have a Twitter account. Most people have never heard of GitHub before. 
most people have never heard of employer brand before. And it's really a generational thing because if I say the same thing to someone young, they know what I'm talking about. If I say the same thing to someone over 45, they're lost. Lost. Mm, yeah, really. So, so that's why you got all those old geezers to run your educational department. Do you think Tim Sackett? Well, let me let me ask you a question, Tim Sackett. Okay, you know who he is by any chance? No. But okay, I can you don't. It. He's a recruiter. He's a recruiter in Detroit or somewhere in Michigan. Okay, but he writes stuff every day. I mean, he's he's, he's on the speaking circuit. Uh, it's hard to avoid him. He said today in his article that recruiters should forget about branding and content marketing and pick up the phone. Then a girl on, a woman on my Facebook group, she said, for the last six and a half years, I don't have a brand. I don't have a website. Those things are trinkets to a recruiter. They don't matter. Okay? I don't agree. I think they do. Why? I Why? Think because... Uh, I mean, you asked me for a landline today. I don't have a landline. And I think as we move, you know, with generations, um, it's going to be less and less easy to connect with us with regular phones. We're, we're going to go through YouTube. We're going to go Hold through on. Let me ask you something. Oh, let me ask you something. Okay, screen. let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you. You think that's like a plus that you don't have a landline that has good sound? Is that, is that a plus? <laughs> Isn't no, that just a professional <laughs> choice? Isn't it a professional choice to say, you know what, I want to talk on a good phone. I work on the phone for business. Yeah. I can have a smartphone, so, but I'll work on a phone that people can hear me as clear as a bell. There's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, I don't get it. I mean, you think it's an advancement to dump your landline? It's just a cost-cutting device. Go ahead. No, yes, and, and we're, I mean, and it's, it's the way we're I doing love it when people right answer me by saying, no, yes, shaking their head and nodding <laughs> their head at the same time. Okay, here's what somebody, I'll, I'll argue your point. Let me argue your point since you're having a hard time. And I know what they're going to say on Twitter. Oh, he never gives them a chance to talk. I have to answer for these people. You know why? Because I think the other side through. I'm a fair man. I can argue both sides even though I only believe in one. And here's what the, uh, the branding supporters say. They say nobody wants to work with someone they don't know. People get suspicious if you don't have an active brand presence online. A strong brand on social platforms helps people trust you. It makes them want to work with you. Jerry doesn't think so. Do you, Jerry? Jerry's left already. Am I still on the show? Uh, Can hear me? The show is dying. Why, Kathy? It's just, it's just dying. It's just so, it's boring. I'm sorry. Well, tell me how to, tell me how to liven it up. Come on, what should I be asking this uh, guest from Europe? <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. I'm tired. Okay. I'm I, I'm giving you a chance. You're no more interesting than me. At least I've got things to say. There's lots of people on the line. Why can't they talk oh, if they okay. think I'm boring? Oh, a, few things, a few things I can say, okay? When she mentioned that each company has a web page, and at the end of the week she gets her clients a report, a status report on the requisitions. Well, everybody has been doing that since the 80s or the 90s. I mean, there's just we just use different tools. Really? I, I never yeah, I mean, every week I would give my clients updates, Absolutely. But are they able to see them somewhere with videos and analytics and compare them, for example? Yes. Because I've never but seen I, that But I think using different tools. I mean, I would use Excel. I would use, you know, if I had to type it out, just a simple paragraph, even at Deloitte, that's what I did every week, every yeah, Monday. But that makes, yeah, but I, I think that's going back to the 1990s where so you get to see my managers wanted me to do it yeah uh, okay because you, you're yeah, really living up the show is fantastic wait, animal you said to talk if you say that's right 1990s that to me is offensive if this is what the client <laughs> wants if this is what my manager is requesting and they're satisfied with the outcome and i'm a great you know sourcer 
then don't tell me that it's so 1990s because it's obviously working. You know what, uh, Kathy, 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 you should block her after the show. I'll send you her Twitter oh. address because you won't be able to remember it if I, if no, I tell it no, to you now. No, no, I, I think that's okay. childish. Okay, yeah, I got a question I, I for you. Yeah, I'm moving I on about this page. Oh, look, Derek Zeller okay. commented too. Derek Zeller said, I don't understand the back office stuff. I've never worked in a big corporation, although I did work at PwC for a while and uh, in-house as a contract guy. Okay, but anyway, look, let's see. What am I saying here? Here's a question. The candidate, uh, you know, you play somebody a year ago, okay? Stephanie? Mm-hmm. With me? Yeah. Okay. And then last week, the candidate calls you up to let you know he's back on the market because things aren't working out the way he thought they would at that new company. Yeah. Can you mm-hmm. can you find him a new job? He's going to ask you. Can you find yeah. him a new job? You took a fee for the guy. Now you're going to move him out of that the client company. Yes. Yes, we have. Really? A- oh. Yes, we have a guarantee. Both for the, we need to think on both their uh, happiness of the candidate and the client. So we're going to work with the client again, and we're going to work with the candidate again. So you'll fill it, you'll fill the job for fifty percent or free, and move the candidate yes. away. Is that what you're saying? Okay. If, yes, if the that's candidate calls you, confi- if the candidate calls you, it's a confidential call. Do you think you have to tell your client that there's a problem? You're going to lose this guy. You should do something about it. It, it has already happened, and and we and well, yes, I've personally done something about it. Tell us the story. So, yeah, okay. So it was a, a retail director who, after a few months, was not happy with the role. He was working for a retail company that was also my client, and I was very close to the um, hiring manager. And, um, I mean, and it, it happens, right? It's like 50-50, can work or not work. And at the end, I, I approached the HR director confidentially and told her, you know, something is not working out, you might lose the size. Um, he's open to, you know, changing things, but you need to act quick. And she was very smart. She handled things very, very well. And the guy remained in the, in the company. He's still working there. And I think that was a very good thing for me, too. Okay, but first of all, um, in this yeah. case, in your story, the guarantee wasn't over. In the story I gave you, the guarantee is already over. You can move the guy without I'm... ever having to pay them another fee. Here's the second thing. Did you ask your candidate permission to speak to HR, or did you do it at your own discretion? I did it on my own discretion. And he really? Was he was mine. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm shocked. Yep. Okay. It was okay. Oh, what about the ladies Mexico? get away with? It was okay. my mind. Yeah, it What'd was okay. Say, it was in Mexico, so it was fine. It was Mexico. Anything goes there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, whatever happened in Mexico stays in Mexico. Okay, stays in Mexico. Okay, what about this? You, When you phone somebody up on a cold call, do your people still make cold calls, or do they just send out emails to contact people? No, no, we do call. Of course we do. Okay, so is it okay to start off by saying, how, how are you? Yes, of course. Really? The, the natural, the better, yeah. Is it? Because the you know what? Uh, I read an article this week. They said that's an empty formality. What are you going to expect them to tell you? It's a waste of time. So you think it's okay. How are you today? That's okay to say, right? Yes. Yes. Is it yes, okay to say, fine. do you have a minute? I would, I would always say am I, am, I, am I interrupting anything? Do you have a minute? Is it okay to say that? Yes, of course. Yeah? That's that's old, of course. But animal, that's old school. I don't understand. Yeah, that's from what do you the 1960s. Well, what do you she's, mean, Kathy? She's against, old school te- she's against old school techniques. I mean, that's old school. She's not really against old school. She's not really against old school. She just talks... She talks like she's against old school. She says that uh, if you uh, that millennials don't want to work in the office; they want to work from home and and come to Starbucks once a week and talk to their manager there. Is that right, uh, Stephanie? You believe that's true? That is true. I agree. Yeah. Uh huh. How much is that happening? Yes. That's- How much is that happening? Well, I work from home, so to me, it happens every day. Uh huh. Hey, Animal, i got okay. a story. Go ahead, Tim. Um, yes. 
Ask the manager had a it just really came out today. It was a, a couple of interns were working for a large company and they had a dress code for the summer, and they noticed that they weren't they, they had to have shoes that had leather, and no running shoes. Yeah. And they noticed that one individual didn't have didn't follow the dress code. So the interns yeah. all got together, and they signed a petition, asking to relax the dress code. And all the interns but one signed it. So they were brought into a conference room the next day. And they thought the petition was going to be discussed, but they were all let go for being unprofessional. Isn't really? That kind of important? Isn't that kind of an important lesson? I mean, if they wanted experience in a job, I think they got it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know what, exactly Stephanie? Stephanie, so here are people who don't want to be there, don't want to wear the right uh-huh. shoes, which is a strange thing. How do you uh-huh. learn anything if you're not on site? The biggest problem millennials have right now is that they didn't have enough managers on the ground when they started. A lot of them just lack basic business principles like picking a vendor or knowing how to fire someone or get constructive feedback. If you're remote, you don't get any of that. If you're not in the office learning from a manager, how can you possibly learn how to do business? These people okay, but got fired because they wanted to wear shoes. How do we teach them what look, business means? <laughs> listen, listen. Stephanie says that uh, millennials – are more uh, inclined to follow orders than any other generation. That doesn't oh, fit I in with what you that. just told me. I, believe, I agree with Jim. Okay. Not that it matters, okay. but, you know. But you know what? It's time for me to do an it ad, matters. everybody. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this ad right off the top of my head. Because, you know, I've been watching this whole Brexit thing, and there's all kinds of divisiveness over there and – England right now, people are saying, we don't want to be part of Europe. We don't want to be too closely tied to you. We like uh, English people better than all these foreigners, you know. And that kind of exclusivity can be seen in the world of recruiting software as well. There's recruiting software companies that say, we are uh, really in love with direct recruiting. We're in love. Another one says, we like executive search. And another one says, we like staffing. But there's one recruiting company that really is inclusive. They love everybody. And you know who that is? That's PC Recruiter. PC Recruiter. And the boss there is our good friend Martin Snyder. He's the president of Main Sequence Technologies. They're the company that makes PC Recruiter, the colors of the rainbow. I don't want them to steal anybody's uh, logo, but that's what comes to mind for me when I think about PCRecruiter.com. Check it out. Thank you. Okay, back to the show. Now, you know, I'm getting my usual complaints that, uh, you know, I'm not interesting. I'm not asking the right questions. Stephanie, is there something, thank you, Jim, for that, and and Kathy, but is there something that I'm not asking you that uh, I should be that, you know, is going to appeal to my audience? Well, um, yeah, maybe. Um, maybe we can talk a bit more about the program and why, because I think I've been, you know, with my 1990s comments, I was perceived in a wrong way. I'm just, I just believe that recruitment is evolving and that we need to, you know, come up with new initiatives and we need to come up with new solutions for, so for the business in if general. it's evolving... Let me jump in there. If it's evolving, where did it start and where is it now? What was the evolution? What is this change? The whole, the whole company is evolving. Um, the whole company In what way? is evolving. But where did it evolve Every from? company is becoming digital, right? So many things that were not digital before now are digital. Um, we're turning in but, from continuous But what does digital mean? I mean, innovation. are you talking about cloud-based technologies? Because cloud just means it's on someone else's servers instead of your own. That's the only difference. No, everything so is becoming, digital, for example, customer-centered. So now everything is about the customer, technology, um, Internet of Things. All of these uh, are new. We have now the sharing economy, Uber, Airbnb. This is also impacting economy and, and companies as they are. Um, the new well, generation, millennials, for example, Uber. we're not going to – oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, they- so you can talk. I just don't think. I, mean, I don't are, think this cover. I don't think I, this conversation is going anywhere. I don't think this is going anywhere. What do you, what? First of all, let me. Let's do a plug for your your uh, program. What's the URL? Yes, so Stephanie. CD, uh, yes. It's global URL. The domain name. 
You want? I'll uh, say it. It's G D R G D R Program dot com. Isn't G D R? Isn't that the old initials of the German Democratic Republic? In other words, Communist East Germany. Is that a is that a a, a, a series of letters that you should use freely uh, when you're based in Frankfurt? Uh, um, that's pretty I've never heard of it before. <laughs> but okay. it, it stands for Global Decal. You're old animal. That's that That's so it. I'm a geezer. I'm a geezer. That's what comes to mind Once for me. Okay. Global Digital Recruitment. Global yeah, Digital Recruitment well, Program. GDR. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what is it? Is that for everybody or just the people in your company? No, that's for everyone. It's, uh, it's And so open, what do you do? You go there and sign up? Does it cost money? Does it cost yes, money? Yes, it does. How much? It costs money. It costs money. How and much? It's, um, it's endorsed. It's uh, 3,500 um, uh, euros. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's an executive program endorsed by a university here in Spain. A real university so that's got uh, bricks and mortar? <laughs> yeah, a real university. It's Spain's fastest growing university. So it's, okay. uh, it's a private university. It's very good. Yeah. And we're doing hey, the animal, program along with uh, the GDR in German. It would be yeah. the DDR because it was the Deutsche Democratic Republic. So if oh, you could stop you. using your imperialistic <laughs> ways, she's in Ger- Why would you. the Germans call it the GDR? That's okay. that's thanks, just, uh, that's thanks, your thanks for stuff. that. Just trying to help you out. There. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, so what do you, you sign up there, and what? How do the classes work? Uh, it's going to be real-time webinars. Um, it, they, it starts on September 15, and then it, it lasts for three months. It's real-time webinars with the faculty, the experts. Um, we have Jackie Clayton, we have Jeff Altman, we have Mary Burns, and um, you got a lot of people. You have a lot of people online. who've been on this show. J- Jackie Clayton's a regular, big game hunter. Je- yeah. uh, Jeff Altman, he was on years and years ago. A very interesting guy. Okay. Well, see, some of them I don't. I know some of them are Europeans. Guy. Okay, and so, <laughs> exactly. so who, who's that? Okay, so you want to say anything else about it? Who's it for? Or, you know, uh, go ahead. Give us your spiel. Yeah. It won't take too long. Okay. So we are basically going to target several things um, from this new recruitment kind of era. Um, so we're going to go from marketing and sourcing to multi-diversity uh, data, machine learning, artificial intelligence, all those things that we've been hearing out there, it's everything going to be in three months, and it's going to be told by, you know, the right people, by the experts, by startup uh, CEOs that are already developing those sort of Okay, you know what? See, you're, 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 you're not loud enough to, I think, really deliver that well. Okay, here's an interesting thing I found on one of your articles. If millennials are not going to stay at any company for a long time, like three years maximum – I, I gathered uh, that the implication was that companies, recruiting companies, won't be able to charge $25,000 fees because the person's not going to stay there very long. Is that, what you were, is that what you were saying? I'm saying that we're going to be moving. That's definitely something that will happen, and I think that will, that will have implications for everyone, for companies and recruitment agencies. Yes. Answer my question. Don't talk about other things. Don't be a politician here, okay? I said, are you going to have to charge smaller fees because the person's only going to stay a year or two? Yes or no? Yes. Maybe yes. Yes, why not? I I don't know. I never heard anybody say it before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Against um, big fees, so yes, maybe. You are. What, what kind of fees does your yeah. company charge? Um, yeah, about twenty twenty five. That's normal. That's that's not that's not small. No, I know, I know, but I would do it for ten or fifteen if it was my uh-huh. business. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about I drug would do testing? It for the fun do you of think, it. Do you think uh, drug testing is good or bad? Like I saw Matt Charney post this week that he said 40% of organizations, they make their new hires do mandatory drug testing. And he says that's going to be a reason why millennials won't want to work with those companies. 
What do you think? Well, um, okay, drug testing. Um, I've never. You done know what? You don't have to have an opinion. You don't have to have an opinion. Okay. Good, because uh, I, I really don't have an opinion. I'm really far okay, away. Okay, here's another question. I'm going to give you, I'm just going to start blasting, okay? How long do you give candidates to accept an offer? Okay, company gives you the offer today. What do you give them? 24 hours, 48 hours, a week? How much? A week. Ten yeah, minutes? a week. You no, give them a week? A week. Yes. Why? Why not? I mean, lots of, Why? Yeah, I would give them a week. Let really? Think okay, it, anybody think else want to disagree? Because yeah. there's some people who say you should have been pre-closing the whole time, and you don't let your client give an offer unless you know the person is going to accept it on the spot. Yeah, but that leads to our rates. And right now, 25% of the people regret their decision in 12 months. Uh-huh. Okay. Anybody so else want to, you know, I, I feel like I'm starting to, to die here. It. I didn't agree before that was so boring, but, you know, anybody want to talk? <laughs> anybody want to say something? I'd no. love to figure okay. out more about that. So by giving an offer for a week with the younger generation, it depends, I would love to see, like, what the data is for, what countries, what jobs can afford to do that. But if you give an offer a week, do they stay more than a year? That'd be fascinating if it was true. Not just people disgruntled, but does a longer offer. Like, that's what I'd love to see a study on. Is it? Well, is how that long just, do you uh, give, anecdotal? Jim? Jim, how long do oh, you give? Oh no, I'm give? with you. I, I don't give an offer. I don't write an offer unless I know it. But we've discussed it long before. Uh-huh. And you, you always have extra candidate. I mean, otherwise you're you're you know shooting yourself. But that's because I you know recruit internally. Even I even do that internally. It, it takes a lot of time. But that doesn't mean that it works for. Highly mobile. I mean, global mobility is something different. There's a small niche of them. It's like SAP developers. There's not that many of them. How many people solve folks out there? So you can capture them, and you got to keep them happy. So I'd be curious to see that offer of a week for someone who's yeah, those jobs travel are anywhere. Pop. Those jobs take months to fill if you're lucky, and to find that skill set without having to hire outside the country. So that would be. That'd be fascinating to find out you're supposed to give a, yeah. a week on it. Because every time someone asks for an, a week on an offer letter, it means they have a better offer that hasn't come through yet. It's like saying, mm-hmm. oh, let me think about it over the weekend or send me the benefits so I can look at them. They don't care about that. They're just stalling. Hey, you know what? Derek Zeller says 45 minutes in, and it's finally getting interesting. I, I, I always thought we were on the opposite curve, that there was a decline at this point. You know, Derek, you're why don't you call Plans in sometimes and ask earlier. some interesting questions? Guy's always sniping from the sidelines. Never tries to help out. Maybe he can't afford the long distance. I don't know what generation he is. He's a Gen Xer, I'm pretty sure. What are they? What's wrong with those guys? How come no one ever talks about them? It's You're the expert small. here. Come it's on. a very small generation. Oh, they're it's too small. It's a very small, small generation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I hate this generation definition. I mean, it just it, it irks me. I yeah, because you're idea. not making any money selling it to anybody. You know what? I, I, I'm just so dumb. I didn't realize back when this whole generation stuff started that I could have been a consultant. I should have marketed myself. I have lots to say about it, right? People are earning $20,000 a day for that. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, what about uh, business development? How do you guys do business development? Is that something you want to talk about? What's your other main job aside from the uh, the school? Um, what do you do on a day-to-day well, basis? Cool. You're head of da- talent and yeah. digital transformation. What does that mean? Yeah. So basically what it means is I'm in charge of of really bringing the organization to the digital world. So that's what I do. And in terms of business development, we have a team of people selling. So I don't sell, and consultants, recruiters don't sell. So that's a different, it's divided. The functions are divided. Do you know anything about it, like to give tips, or that's out of your realm? No. Um, basically, um, sorry again, basically. Uh, what's this basically? Uh, what's this basically? <laughs> I told you, stop it already. I don't know. It's the fact that it, English is not my native language, so I need to have... You speak English very well. 
You speak English well, very you, well. You've just got the bad habits of a regular nature. English speakers. I do. I have a bad habit. Um, no, I, I think that it's it's rather easy for our business development um, area to sell Catanon because they, we actually sell a product. It's easy to see what's the final outcome because we have this platform and we have the you know the final results. Um, but as, as Katie was saying, that is true. We work with a very small market on global mobility, and um, that makes it hard to find those clients that are looking for that kind of mobility. So it's not for everyone. And if we, if we fight against local markets, if we fight against local recruiters, we're probably going to lose because we don't have the real advantage there. But if we talk about global mobility, we are definitely probably one of the only ones out there that have this kind of solutions in the table. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Is what about there. when you call someone, Lou Adler, you know who Lou Adler is? No. He writes a lot on LinkedIn. He writes a lot on LinkedIn. He's got a lot of opinions, okay? okay? He's an older recruiter. And he's an engineer just like you, but I don't know what his specialty is, okay? Now, he says that okay. on the first call to a passive candidate, someone who's not looking, don't ask them their salary, you know, and if the person asks you what the job is paying, he says, tell them this. Look, if the job doesn't offer a career move, the pay isn't going to matter. So let's put that to the side for now and see if there's something to interest you. Do you agree with Lou? I, yeah, I saw, I saw your post. I didn't sell Lou's, but I saw your um, – yeah, yes and no again. Mm, yes and no. Okay, we can pass on that. Be, no, no, also, we can pass on that. Be, what, okay, okay, we can pass on that. You know, if you don't have an answer, I'm not going to make you think of it here. I'm just asking you stuff that you know already. What about culture? Is culture something that you guys try to sell to your client? You know, candidates is a, is is an important part of the uh, intake session. You know, is company culture important to you? Yes, it is for sure. Okay. Company okay. Back up with that. How? Very, how? Very, how? Very how? 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 Well, because it drives engagement, right? So companies, how we work. Give me here. an example. Give me an example okay, of how you you're going to do it. So, yes. Okay. So culture to me is how things are done in the company, and then engagement is how we're going to do them all together. So it's very related. Company culture with. The, the individual culture. So at the end, culture is also driving engagement and long-term um, uh, retain, retention. Oh, I think culture is very important. Now, you know what I'm asking? I'm saying when you get the, the, the order, maybe you, know, you don't talk to the clients. I don't know. Do you say, hey, Ms. Manager, what's the culture at this company? And if they give you some kind of bland line, okay, like work hard, play hard, something that's really vague, you start asking them a bunch of questions to nail it down. If you have a good answer, we'll go with it. If not, we can pass yes. on. I have lots of questions here. Yes, you do? Okay, yes, we do. We have a something what kind that of we questions? call briefing. What kind of questions do you yes. ask to nail it down? What kind of questions so we, do you ask? We ask, for example, the challenges that the company is facing. We ask about the, um, That's the not a cultural issue. Let me move on. Although I want to address something okay. to Jim, okay? Jim, PwC okay. Australia, which I think is a, a, a leading company, okay? Because I think they also got rid of the educational requirement. You don't have to have a degree to work there. And this is PwC, a global company, a high-profile company. They just scrapped. They got rid of their compulsory dress code. They just tell people... Think about what you're doing and who you're doing it with and dress in a way that's suitable to you. I think that's the future. I might be wrong, but not everybody's going to fire a bunch of kids because they're not wearing the right shoes, okay? Anyway, let me do another ad. Is that okay Why with is you? That uh, I didn't write that. I just reported it. Okay, well, it sounded like you agreed with it very strongly, okay? Oh, not I think to they do got an valuable ad. business experience. Okay. Yeah, yes, they did. They got kicked out. Yeah, look, everybody, PC Recruiter handles email marketing so you can build lists. 
and send hundreds or thousands of emails and manage the resulting activity, like opt-in or opt-out requests with ease, okay? And that includes Canadian opt-in rules. You know, July 1st, this Friday, is our national day, and we've got really tough email rules. So if you use Microsoft Outlook, PC Recruiter appears directly in your Outlook screen. No more switching between applications a hundred times a day. No ATS or recruiting software has more or better choices for email, text messaging, and social media than PC Recruiter. If you want to check it out, and I know you do, go to PCRecruiter.com. PC Recruiter has over 3,100 clients worldwide. Okay? Now, Stephanie, we're almost done. It's almost time for us to go. Uh, are coffee shops a bad place to interview? Do you guys do any face-to-face interviewing? Yes, we do face-to-face. Well, face-to-face through Skype because, as I said, recruiters are all over the world. And okay, face-to-face on Skype. So. You're not in a, you're, yeah. you're not in a, in a place there. Yeah, um, we don't meet. We don't meet with people. We don't. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ever. Only with the client. Ever. The client and the manager do meet, but not with the candidates. Candidates are handled uh-huh. virtually. Uh-huh. What about counteroffers? Do you do you have something that you talk to people about counteroffers? Last question. No, we don't. If they if if it happens to uh, to appear a counteroffer, we just handle them individually, but we don't have like a policy about it. That's not what I meant. Okay, I meant to, you do handle it. You do you fight with people. You say, look, they're going to fire you in, in six months or whenever they can replace you. Do you tell them horror stories and stuff like you tell them they don't like you, they would have taken care of you before? You give them all that kind of spiel? Is that what you guys do as well? No. No, we don't. No? No? No. You. No. Okay. So, look. I'm going to end the show now, but tell us something. Is there something that we should know? You know, it sounds like you told us that for some reason Europe is behind. Even in Germany, which is apparently the leading company in a country in Europe, they are behind North America. You are you're making your building a career by, you know, bringing your North American expertise to uh the old country. Uh is that really how it is? I I feel like it is, and um, I live every single day like it is. Um, uh-huh. Many things that you are already living over there, for example, the, the mere fact that you actually consider working from home um, over yeah. here is like prohibited or not even well thought and impossible. And like that, I can yeah. tell you a thousand uh, examples. Yes, it's we are behind in many many ways. Really, and yeah, why is so, that? If you want Why to become a consultant, bring your knowledge here. Um, okay, you know what? Actually, I let me ask you one more question. I had a friend. This is yes. going back to my introduction. I had a friend way a long time ago who went to live in Germany. He, his uh, wife was an opera singer in Germany. He went to live with her. And uh, he told me that uh, over there, if someone's a professor, you have to call him hair doctor professor. And his wife, you even have to call the wife of the professor Wow, hair doctor professor. They're just maniacs for titles over yes. there. Is that true? That is true. Yeah? That is and true. Yes. If you don't call yes. someone by their hair doctor professor, are they going to get angry at you? Yes, they are going to believe you're really rude. Yes, that is true. Really? Okay. And, yes. and, and, and are they like that? Society. They are very hierarchical, and so if you're a young person yeah. there, do you have to be, uh, you know, obedient and slavish and, you know, show that you're kissing the ass of your boss until you get the chance, you know, 20 years from now to be in that position and take it out on someone younger than you? Is that what, is that what happens yeah. over there? Yes, uh-huh. that's what happens okay. over here, especially if you okay. go to Rostock or these kind of little towns, it happens. Uh-huh. Okay. Stephanie? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Wrong music. Stephanie, what do you like to call? What's your married name? So, your is your married name Stanislavski or your single name, maiden name? No, my single name is Stanislavski, and I didn't change it when I got married, so it's gonna stay like that. So it's still Stanislavski. Stephanie Stanislavski. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yes.